From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football! Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Corey Banky, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I'm coming to you live from my apartment in New York City. Corey joins us across the street from Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we revel in the fact that the road to the Super Bowl runs through that place right there after the Packers demolished the Minnesota Vikings. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good. We got Alan Lazard. We got the bad. We got... Corey Borquez. We got the ugly. We got Paul Allen. And I don't mean the guy in American Psycho. I mean the dude who calls the radio calls for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, after you wish the Packers would lose every single game there a couple weeks ago in Minnesota, now the Packers have won every single game, including the previous game against the Vikings. So, good night. Enjoy the offseason, Paul Allen. Yeah, parting is not such sweet sorrow because uh, you're a jackass. So, And I hear, Corey, <laughs> Corey, I hear that we were mentioned on his radio program, but I have yet to, uh, I have yet to hear the audio. I haven't seen. So I'm not so yeah, sure. I seen, uh, I'm not so sure I, I believe this report. On. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I would like it if he was talking about. I, I would like it if he was talking about us. He's terrible. I don't even know how he has his job. He wouldn't have a job in Alaska. That's how bad he is. But somehow he gets a job in Minnesota. He wouldn't have a job in North Dakota radio. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he wouldn't right. have a Division three play calling job. How does he have? It just goes well, to show that organization. That just shows the substandard organization that is the yeah. Minnesota Vikings. Come on, we all. There know are this. no standards. Basically, That's who they are. The standard is not having a standard. That's what it is. Yeah. So we'll move on from that. Uh, Banky, uh, we're back. No transplants yep. last week, but we are back yep. this week, and the Packers are the number one seed, baby. Number Love one to seed. Love to see it. Love to see Yet it. Yet again. Loving it. And, and, and they've clinched it prior to the end of the year. Like They've got a whole game now. They can do whatever the f- they want. I kind of like they it. Play- I hope they play some backups. That's all I'm hoping for. Uh, I think that will happen eventually, but obviously all the talk this week has been about Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams at all, saying that they're going to play starters at least initially in this game. One they're going there to win it, etc. If they get well, a touchdown, is like, they're pulling everybody I think, out. I'm just I think that. they're going to play at least a half, although yeah. the first kind of crack in the veneer so far was Devontae Adams this afternoon saying, uh, I don't anticipate playing the whole game. <laughs> like, I think they're going there. They're going to set some records, and they're going to be like, all right, Jordan Love and company, let's go. We done. Take this over. We done. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of we done, I, I, I we are not done with uh, this new feature that, you know, let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade, Banky. Ever since we introduced the hotness, the Packers mm-hmm. have been on a tear, especially offensively. There you go. It's almost like they were waiting for us. Yeah, they don't. And they don't we're like happy to oblige. To the news right away. They don't no, like no, they're they're all about getting to the hotness. So let's do it. Let's get to the hotness.
right, baby. It's time for the hotness. I can't get enough of that track. Uh. I just, oh, it's so good. Um, so this week, obviously, as there is every week, there's a lot to choose from when it comes to the hotness. You could choose any one of the incredible throws from Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams, but you could probably do that on any given week. Um, you could do, you could highlight any number of uh, blown up double teams by Kenny Clark. You mm-hmm. wanted to go on the defensive side of the ball, but this week we went with our guy. We went with AJ Dillon plowing through a mass of humanity to score a touchdown. Let's look at this. Let's look at the hotness this week. Look at AJ in the backfield here. Look, there are like 400 dudes, and he still <laughs> gets in the end zone, including like this. Dudes. Extension, like, oh, look at like me. a yeah. superhero. I mean, come on. You cannot get hotter than that. And um, to my point about, you know, wanting to keep, you know, the hotness clearly having an effect on the team, let's play this from uh, – QB1 here from earlier today. The, the healthiest team and the hottest team usually makes the, the deepest run. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can get out of this next game uh, healthy and, and get some guys back and and keep the keep the hotness going. The, the healthiest keep team the and the hottest hotness team. going. See? See what I'm saying? Got to keep wow. the hotness going. 12 watches the show. You know, everyone talks about how Aaron Rodgers <laughs> hates Cheesehead TV, hates me. He's clearly a huge fan. He's been waiting for the hotness all year. And when we finally started doing it, they started clicking. And now he's QB1 is saying, let's keep the hotness going. I mean, it's rocket science. I like it. It's it's science. It is. Um, I like it. All right, now it's time for your favorite part. Let's get to some Packers news, shall we? Mm. Packers news, ladies and gentlemen. David Bakhtiari and Josh Myers do individual work at practice. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Two-fifths of the starting offensive line are doing individual work at practice. That nice. is what I'm liking on this Wednesday afternoon slash evening, late early evening. We got Bakhtiari and Josh Myers. I, I'm, oh my God, I'm a, I'm a flutter. I'm a Twitter. I'm a whatever you want to call it. I'm so happy we got these guys on the practice field. Um, and speaking of Josh Myers, the Packers have officially – designated Josh Myers to return from injured reserve. That's right, Banky. Okay. What's happening here? What's going on? It's like they're starting to get a few pieces back there, little Corey Banky. I don't want to get, get too excited. Ready. I don't want to no, get too excited. get excited. Come on. Not yet. Not yet. What I is life? see him on the field. If you can't get excited I've been getting about Packers, excited about David excited. Bakhtiari coming back. I've been getting excited, and it's, like just, three months, it's right? just teasing me. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, get excited. <laughs> I feel you. I, I feel you. That's there's no doubt. I want to be no excited doubt. so badly. <laughs> I feel you. You're, you are within your rights there, sir. No question about it. Um, as far as everyone who's on the active Roger uh, active roster, the only two people who didn't practice today were Aaron Rodgers and Kingsley Kiki. You're mm. heading into Week 18. That's pretty good, man. I mean, I understand there's guys who are on the COVID list. There's guys yeah. who are still technically on IR or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But still have only two dudes who don't practice heading into week 18. Pretty damn nice. Pretty damn good. I'll take it. Uh, speaking, speaking of that COVID of list. COVID list. The, yeah. we, we do the two, the two, they're only, only, what's great though is on the regular list, there are only two left. 
There are no new additions today. Knock wood, no mm. more today. So the only two that are on there are Jair Alexander and Billy Turner. Uh, they, they remain on the COVID list. Um, everyone else came off, so and they were practicing. So that's that's good news. That's good. That's good news. Hopefully that holds for the week. Um, one other, a, a couple other little pieces of news uh, from this past Vikings game, especially Devontae Adams breaks his own single season catch record. And I did find it interesting that uh, David Bakhtiari took to Instagram to chide the Packers for not playing some kind of video tribute to Adams when he did it. And then mm. Devante kind of backhandedly brought it up today in his press availability because Wes asked him about, oh, do you remember when Jordy set some record? And he was like, well, I don't remember much about it. I don't think they stopped and played anything, kind of like they didn't for me this past week. Oh, Yikes. damn, snaps pro calling out game day I mean, operations. Is it so hard to make a video these days? If you're it's in Devante the like, don't you Adams, have all the videos? Sakes. Can't you just isn't push a button and job? like don't is but don't, isn't don't this they just job? have like a control center and they're just like you're okay, the Devontae Packers. Adams video go. You've got a future okay. Hall of Famer at quarterback. Video, You've got a potential go. future Hall of Famer at wide receiver. Don't you think you should have packages ready for anything at any time? For all these guys, I mean, what? Yeah, whether it's what Adams, are they doing? Whether it's Rogers, they're like, just like working what? from home and what else like are you doing? Their snow or something like what? this is the gig, <laughs> like, man. Don't they have play a video <laughs> for Devontae Adams when he sets a record for a franchise that's been around for a hundred years? Oh. This doesn't seem. This doesn't seem difficult. Wait, Jeremy, say that again. What was that? Jared, see, we got a producer now. See, Corey, I prefer it when you produce because then I know there's only one form of communication and I don't have to worry about anything else. I have no idea what's going on, but I'm going I'm to keep going. No um, the final bit, final bit of news. Final bit of news. Wait, did Jeremy just think we were yelling at him? I think that's what just happened. Jeremy, I wasn't oh. yelling at you. We were yelling at oh. game day operations at Lambeau Field. <laughs> Jeremy's uh, okay. Uh, I thought he was okay. Like, I don't know. What's going I thought on. Jeremy was like so upset that the, there was like, supposed to be to some Devontae video, right video that didn't run. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. Final bit of news. Uh, Rogers, Aaron Rogers, Aaron Charles Rogers, talked retirement. Corey Banky, since last we jawed, you hmm. know, the last time we didn't have transplants last week, so we didn't get to talk about this. Aaron Rodgers, point blank, put on the table. Favre Watch 2.0. Mm. You knew I, he was going to. Point blank saying you that. You knew it was going to happen. Straight up retiring this offseason is a possibility. What do you think about that? You knew Becky? it was going to happen. I mean, he literally watched Brett Favre. He watched everything yeah, Brett Favre he did. did. He watched all the engagement, right? <laughs> Brett Favre didn't even have Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Nope. And he got and he more was engagement, engagement than anybody there was in engagement. the history of the world. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, why not get the engagement? He saw all the engagement he got over the offseason, and he had no consequences for that engagement. So what What does it matter? You're just putting Packer fans through the ringer. Who cares about Packer fans? You know what I'm saying? Aaron Rodgers wow. doesn't. So wow, why should, wow, you know? that's a that's a bold statement there, buddy. Uh, we'll, we'll talk I'm, I'm going to caveat that hey, whoa, 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 for whoa, whoa. he doesn't during the offseason. During the offseason, <laughs> during the offseason, sorry, sorry. I know I'm gonna, they're going to clip that out. 
I'm just saying during the off season, it's very appropriate when you come back from the off season to say, well, I didn't tell anybody and my people tell me that no one told anybody. So there's where my culpability ends and screw Packer fans. I don't care. That was what I took out of the off season. So sorry. That was my, uh, that was my own conjecture. We'll we'll read now. We'll revisit this later in the show during blogosphere. Cause we got, we got all sorts of stuff to unpack, but um, he did address it and he did say it's a possibility. Now, could it potentially be like, look, if I don't get traded somewhere where I want to be traded to, or if you don't come up with a number contract wise to keep me in Green Bay, I'm going to just hit the switch and like I'm out. Yeah. I'm going to jettison. Yeah. Of course, that's a possibility, right? I mean, all yep. things are on the table here. Although I will also say, Aaron had a glowing, glowing kind of soliloquy this afternoon on Sirius XM NFL radio with Adam Shine, where he was damn almost like a damn like love letter to brian gutekunst and their mm-hmm. relationship so things seem to be definitely thawed there so a lot a lot of balls in the air as they like to say um should we talk about the offense banky we yeah, say what's going on offensively um first of all congrats to aaron jones aj Dillon, who have combined for 2239 yards wow. and 17 touchdowns one of only four duos in a Packers offensive backfield as a running back tandem to have achieved 1,000 yards from scrimmage each in a single season. Uh, They're the latest to do it, the first to do it since the 80s, I believe. I think since, like, uh, Eddie Lee Ivory and Jerry Ellis. So it's been a minute. Um, But these guys, and they're the first to do it ever with 1,000 each scrimmage yards and six touchdowns each. So they're just killing it. They're killing the game. You love to see it. Obviously, we love AJ. We have. We talk to him every Monday night on Carry the G. Obviously, we love Aaron Jones. The yeah. two of them together, oh, my goodness. It's uh, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, and it's crazy to think, too, because especially heading into a game where they're going to play Detroit, who obviously do employ Jamal Williams, who essentially A.J. took his job. Jamal Williams was no slouch as far yeah, no. as, like, production and – picking the slack up when Jones got hurt in the past, whatever. But to think that they, the two of them never did this. And AJ has come in and really put his stamp on that position. Pretty damn impressive impressive from the second-year player. What's interesting is that the Packers historically have done well with uh, dual running backs. It is it is something that they have uh, a little bit of uh, it's a thing. A little bit history with. It's it a is. Thing. It's a two-headed monster. And I will say I loved watching them against the Vikings on Sunday – the pony package, as, as people call, like to call it. Um, it was great, and it seems to be a really effective method of attacking Mike Zimmer's defense. We've seen Matt LaFleur utilize the two of them before in that regard, and for whatever reason, it seems to really unlock some stuff as far as, you know, maybe it occupies some of those, you know, they've got very talented linebacker core, a great safety core. It messes up some of those keys and some of their ability to, maybe do some some of the things they like to try to do for other teams or against other teams. And it's interesting if you go back and look, oh, who wasn't available in that game in Minnesota? Oh, that's right. It's Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that two-headed monster. You know, now obviously they still scored a bunch of points, but they were very yeah. slow out of the gate in that game as that was well. a very close game. Very close. Only lost by three. But, yeah, I, this, this tandem, you, you can't say enough good things about the job they have done both – Obviously, running the football, but in the passing game, in pass pro, you can't, you know, 
you can't get through a 17-game, 18-game NFL season without keeping your quarterback upright. And those two, for all the production they've had, they also are lights out in pass pro. So, yeah. shout out to Jones and Dylan. Um, let's talk about some complimentary pieces, shall we? Because it's really interesting to me how Randall Cobb went down a couple weeks ago and there was there was some hand rigging on the internet on the radio waves so to speak about oh who is that slot who's going to step up in the slot i think it's <laughs> pretty clear that it doesn't matter who who steps up as long as someone does and it yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be in the slot but alan lazard this past game was a man on a mission and has mm-hmm. been really for the last couple of weeks he's really yeah. kind of risen to he the stepped occasion, up his so wide receiver game he stepped up the, no question about ability. it like he was always a blocker and a bruiser but i think we talked about right. it the last transplants a couple you know now three weeks ago where mm-hmm. uh larry mccarron uh was in rock report he was basically pointing out how lazard has stepped up his game when it comes to actually being a really good wide receiver and some of the wide receivery things that he's doing really well this year well, the number one thing, too, is the contested catches because he's not a guy who's ever going to run away from someone, right, unless it's really yeah. schemed for him. He's not going to blow past you. But, man, Rodgers clearly trusts him. That touchdown, that's a 50-50 ball, you know, yeah. essentially, that he comes down with. That He high points it. That's just a great play by Lazard. And then you look at kind of his trend now in the second half of the season, basically since the Rams game, which was a bit rough for him. But ever since then – Man, he and Rodgers are in lockstep. And obviously the Packers need that. Um, I think MVS had a quiet game, but you know it depends on what defense they're playing. And if there's a team that has done a really – a defense that's done a really good job of limiting big explosive plays traditionally, it is Minnesota. Now, I know the Packers got them on that big one to MVS in Minnesota, but that is a very rare occurrence. Um, MVS will step up at times. But look, and we're not just talking about the wide receiver position. Talk about the tight end position. You look at Tyler Davis. Davis, kid, I was going to say. His... Well, EQ and Davis, right? It's like EQ. Absolutely. The Absolutely. fact that we're even saying EQ's name this late in the season bodes well for EQ right now, right? I very much because agree. In, and same with Davis. Like I, Davis had more plays in that game than he's had all season, I, th- I believe. It's, it's as a far career as like, high, yes, correct. Yeah. Absolutely. So, he's on the field you know, a lot. that. That's, you know, and we didn't see Big Dog as much in there, right? We got Big Dog right. just right there, yep. just waiting for his moment, right? And it's like, that's all we need. It goes back to that whole, like, we love the dinking and dunking. You know, it goes back to all if you can dink- get guys like EQ, Davis, uh, Lewis, if you can get these guys to contribute right. one or two times when you've got, you know, Dylan, Adams, and uh, and uh, Jones making most of the other stuff, it's like, it's gravy. It's nice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, too, because if, if you're a defensive coordinator, who do you key on, right? You're obviously shading to Devontae. You're obviously ready for Jones and, to a lesser extent, maybe A.J. Dillon. Outside of that, you have no clue where it might go on any given play. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me, Corey, of what we used to talk about back when Favre was, like, throwing it to, like, 9, 10, 11 Weapons, different guys 12. in a game. Yep. You know what I mean? Like. Yep. That shit was Weapons. awesome, and you and I would just geek out about it. And now it's kind of not quite back to that level, but it is. It's, like, yeah, it's not quite back to that. It's not there, but like it's trending that way in the sense of 
it's always going to flow through Devontae, right? We know that's this. the thing. It's like, it's but, like the, the, that's we never had a Devontae, right? Back in coming up right. then, like one no. Sterling Sharp was off the team. There was never a guy right. like Devontae Adams. And, you know, truth be told, like you do have to get Devontae Adams the ball because the guys. Are no, of course. Ones. But that's the thing, right? You're not going <laughs> to not throw Devontae the ball <laughs> yeah. because you want to spread it out to 10 guys. Like, no, Devontae's got to get fed. There's zero question about that. Yeah. But it is great to know that if you want to roll to Devontae the way the Ravens clearly did and some other teams have to a bit of a lesser extent, but still, they're always rolling to Devontae. It sometimes doesn't matter, but sometimes it does, and you've got to be able to produce in other places. And, man, the other guys are stepping up. Although I will say, that first drive, when (laughs) Rodgers hits Devontae up the right sideline and then hits him again on the third down up the left sideline for like 40, it's like both of those plays, there's, you know, in quotes, safety help on both of those plays. Yep. And it just it just doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do. If they're throwing and catching like that, like they were on Sunday night, it, it's a wrap, man. There's nothing you can do. Um, speaking of the start, it was great to watch those those throws. And they had a couple runs. Big one from Aaron Jones. Got him down in the red zone. And then uh, they stall out. Slow starts, people. It's who they are. You know, I I've spent the whole year. All season. I've literally all told you I've this been since the, the third week of the season. The third week, Nagler. Oh, how much of my life have I are. spent just being like, it's, it's who, who they, they are. are. Thank you. They call timeouts when they shouldn't. And hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't... Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. They went into halftime with three timeouts this year, this week. So baby steps, baby steps. I didn't like it, though. I don't like it when they don't. I don't, I don't feel right when they don't call timeouts unnecessarily. Timeouts. It just doesn't feel like this. that's the team we're watching. And, you know, this is what they do. Like, they don't it, – it, it goes back to my whole thing about the first quarter. It's like we're just not – we're not a first and second quarter team. It's like the second quarter, oh, hey, wait, we're playing well, football. They're, more, they're okay. a second quarter Let's team. There's no doubt about that. But they are not a first quarter team. That it is, takes us to the second quarter. Undeniable. Yeah. Yes, that is undeniable at this point. I acquiesce. To your great football knowledge, Corey Banky, it took me until week 17, but I'm with you. Slow starts. No, it's and it's not a are. knowledge thing. It's, it's just like acquiescence. You refuse to acquiesce well, to their I identity. Well, I there'd be some adjustment. <laughs> I thought there'd be some idea of, hey, this isn't working. Let's try something else. But apparently Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and company are just too damn stubborn. So, Whatever. I mean, Fine. I do. I do think. I do think there's something to be said for that. Is that the relentless drive of Aaron Rodgers and coach to allow this offense to be what Aaron Rodgers wants it to be versus what coach wants it to be is the brilliance of coach this season. See, okay, but I don't know if Matt would ever admit <laughs> that. And I kind of He's tried never gonna to admit it. It's speculation. I'm speculating. But... Yeah, I know. I no, I right. personally right. feel that you. that is what's happening, right? I, I feel like I cause... tend to agree. Yeah, <laughs> I will say I tend to agree. Um, it's just frustrating. I don't know, but it's not really because hell, they're the first seed overall. So yeah, I was about to say, to... yeah, they're the first seed bitch. overall. Mm. I mean, everything's going working. through Lambo. Like, what do I'm, you want? <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I want faster starts, Banky. I want to be <laughs> able to just relax no. in the third quarter. Why? You know? We did. I relaxed the entire game. I knew we were winning that game. I knew we were like last. Anybody who didn't realize wait we were going to win wait even a second, last wait a second, week. Wait a second. Okay, I wait called a the dagger you, when they missed the extra you, point. 
That was the Cleveland game on Christmas. I know, that's that different. one and this one. No, but it, then, no, no, the Vikings game. Look at the tape, sir, in the <laughs> watch party. I ask if you should throw the dagger because you'd already done it, like, on the first drive against Cleveland. And you, sir, were like, no, I don't know. I don't know yet. So I don't know. Give well, me I wasn't this, prepared like, to throw the dagger, over. but I wasn't stressed ah, out. I wasn't, like, I was chilling. Yeah, all right. Let's talk about the defense, shall we? Uh, let's talk about yeah, Preston let's Smith. Let's talk about Preston Smith remembering your tweets. And by your, I mean you, the internet. Preston Smith remembers your tweets, people. Every sack, every time he makes a big play, every time he makes a tackle, I got to think this kid is, like, sitting there going, y'all wanted me cut. You all want me out of town. You wanted, you were ready. You, you not only wanted me to take a pay cut, that was at the minimum, but you wanted me cut. You wanted me out the door. And Preston Crazy. Smith remembers your tweets and remembers how you were feeling about him. And now he, I think, is like two sacks away from getting another million dollars and getting right back to where he was pay scale-wise. So yeah. shout out to Preston Smith. F the haters. I love this guy. I love it. All he's done is play at an incredibly high level pretty much all year, including yep. on Sunday night. Guy just balls out. I love him. I love Preston Smith. Another guy who I love is Kenny Clark. Yeah. You talk about – it's interesting to watch that game on Christmas against the Browns, right, where he's coming off of COVID and he's yeah. clearly on a pitch count and they get run all over. And Now, some of that's on the edge. That's not at Kenny, obviously, or yeah. even where he should have been. But it is amazing to see what a difference a week made as far as his play and his explosiveness. I mean, he is just the engine. Dalvin Cook ran all over this team last year. And this year in Lambeau, and this year, Dalvin Cook couldn't get anything going against the Packers. I mean, and a big part of that is Kenny Clark. Whether it's splitting double teams, whether it's, you know, stacking and shedding a guy and making a tackle, whether it's just clogging up lanes and letting Devondre Campbell go to work, Kenny Clark is the engine, man. He's the engine that makes everything work on defense. It's so nice to have him back on the field, like, at seemingly 100%, because damn, this defense is just a different animal when he's going full bore. It really is. It, it, it really allows us to only have to rush four pretty consistently, which is pretty amazing mm -hmm. considering that, you know, yep. for the Packers in the past to generate any pass, any pass rush, any pressure at all on the quarterback, typically we're rushing more than four. Um, right. So right. Uh, Kenny is the one that Love allows it. us to do that 100%. Big time. Big time. And another thing, uh, the last thing we want to point out on the defensive side of the ball is the improved tackling. Definitely on display on Sunday night. Now, you can no, argue it's about... It's a wave frequency, tackling. Because we were really <laughs> good. No, seriously. Because right. you were. I can go back to the tape, and we were, we were shocked by the uh, amount of tackling in the first three or four games in a good way. And then it right. dropped off a little bit. Right? A little bit, right? And then yep. now it's it's come back, right? And it's as we yep. as we've stopped this well, rushing it was, attack. But it's weird because it was so poor on Christmas, and then like it kind of flipped on Sunday night. Like it was really good Sunday night. So whatever, I don't know if the cold kind of snapped them to attention or what. But man, let's keep that up. And I am very interested to see how the tackling is on Sunday in Detroit. It's a meaningless game. Now, mm -hmm. if there are starters in there, I, I can't, I'm very interested to see how the tackling is. Because if it's backups, it's like you're like 
you know, playing for your job next year or, or trying to ascend the depth chart or maybe playing yeah. for, you know, other teams if you think you're probably going to get let go in the offseason, whatever. But, man, it is an interesting kind of kind of situation when there is a game that does not technically mean a thing. Are you flying in there and making that tackle? A thousand miles an hour? I mean, don't forget, uh, it wasn't too long ago we, we had the HaHa Clinton Dix debacle in, in Detroit. You know, it's like the. I'm just, I'm very interested to see what the tackling looks like on Sunday. Let's just put. I it don't know. There. I always I always go back to like there's only kind of one way to play, but I hear you. I mean, it's hard. Uh, well, there it's should hard to be. play. You there well, should no. Be. I mean, right. you you hear guys say it where they're like, if you play differently, you you raise the you're going to get hurt. Actually, worse yes. injury. Thousand percent. Right? Of so, course, no doubt. Yeah. I totally agree. But yet year after year around the NFL, you can point to games where, especially towards the end of the year in games that don't matter where guys are not quite as ardent and and flying Mm -hmm. around. And, you know, it's a feel thing, I guess. Um, Speaking of Detroit on Sunday, let's take a quick look at the lions. A couple of familiar faces in Jamal Williams, as we talked about before and younger brother of Equiminius St. Brown. We've got Amon Ross St. Brown, who has actually been, Pretty fucking phenomenal for Detroit this year. So we've got those two gentlemen to look out for. Obviously, we're all going to love Jamal. Love watching um, him dance. Big B, it's shut your ears sad. right now. We're shutting down. We're shutting down Jamal. Oh, God. Right now. Big B, don't oh, listen geez. to what I'm saying. Oh, we're shutting oh, down geez. Jamal. Shut down the goat. That's the. He that's just the, had. We're shutting down the goat this season, buddy. He just. In Seattle, he had his first touchdown since September. So it's not, he hasn't not. We're shutting he's him not down. Had, I'm telling you, he's not been visiting the the Big end zone with regularity. This but. show now, but <laughs> yeah, no doubt. What happens? What's happening? No doubt. Um, Dan Campbell under fire as a play caller. I love that. Remember when Mike McCarthy gave up play calling and then took it back? Um, well, Dan Campbell is is under fire in Detroit for his play calling, especially the lackluster way they came out in Seattle and pretty much for his calls all year long, but. Uh, we will see if Dan Campbell puts something together for the Green Bay Packers uh, with his knee biters on Sunday. Uh, and finally, hey, remember how we were talking about the the running tandem earlier? Uh, this defensive line for the Lions was completely pushed around in Seattle. Okay. I expect the Packers to push these guys around. I want to see Sweet. movement. And I don't know if Aaron, how much Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon play. But I don't care if it's those guys. I don't care if it's Patrick Taylor. Taylor I want to see some holes, yep. and I want to see these guys rip this place apart. It's going to be the Love Taylor show. That's what I'm calling it. I I kind of I kind of think you're right. I think that'll be. I think that's going to happen sooner rather than later in this game. Yeah. No matter Second no matter quarter, the score. which is our best quarter. No matter the score. No Jordan Love's going to have three touchdowns in this game. Mark my How words. good did Jordan Love look on Sunday night, man? Like I understand I it's like end of the game and like. I just love that he got in at Lambeau. You know, yep. obviously his one start was on the road. I and, love that yep, he got some action in, in at the Lambeau, somewhat cold. Yep, in the cold and moved the offense yep. too. I mean, I know got, they didn't yep. get in the end zone, but converted a couple third downs. Like he looked good too. He looked comfortable. So all about that life. Um, and I think yes, I'm with you. I think we will see Jordan Love on uh, on Sunday. All right, you ready, buddy? Ready for it. this? Let's do it. This week in the Packer Blogosphere. 
right, it's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Corey Banke, I had all this stuff planned to talk about for Blogosphere about, like, some members of the local media, the way the team is covered, and all this nonsense. But that's mm. all been pushed aside. I was all ready for it, but uh, we'll, we'll attack that maybe next week or in the offseason. Because... One Hub Arkush has come along <laughs> and given us just what cannot be de- ignored and not be denied. It's got to be spoken about. We talked about it a little bit at the top of the show. Um, for those of you who don't know, Hub is he, uh, he used to produce an and oh sorry, did I say that all out? <laughs> and publish boom, boom, a a boom. a rag called the Pro Football Weekly, which I actually loved. I mean, I Everybody li- read I, that I, in, back in the day. I loved Pro Football Weekly like 20 years ago, right? And Hub has – they did not do a great job of getting ready for the Internet takeover when the Internet was becoming the Internet. And PFW pretty much just kind of shut down. But now the remnants of it are still kind of – the entrails are spread around the Internet and on, <laughs> on the radio. And – Hub has a couple different weekly appearances around the Chicago area. And he went on the radio and said this. Now, now this is like about two minutes. So it's a bit longer than the stuff we usually play anywhere on the show, but on blogosphere, what have you. But I wanted, I want to play this whole thing so that any bears fans out there, anybody who wants to give us crap for going after hub can't claim that we took it out of context or some bullshit so here's Hub in his own words about why he won't who Hub, who by the way, is a voter for the AP NFL Most Valuable Player Award. Here are his own words about why he will not be voting for Aaron Rodgers for MVP. MVP vote this year, Hub? I do. Yeah, I'm one of the AP. There's fifty of us who vote, and I am one of us. And are you did you reveal that you're not voting for Aaron Rodgers? Is that correct? I did. Yeah. I mean, I've been pretty consistent about that all year. Um, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your, your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. It, it, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than, than Jonathan Taylor or uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. And, and so from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. Do I think he's going to win it? Probably. You know, there, there, a lot of the voters don't don't approach it the same way that I do. Others do who I've spoken to. Um, but one of the, the, the ways we get to keep being voters is we're not allowed to say who we are voting for until after the award has been announced. I'm probably pushing the envelope by saying who I'm not voting for. Um, but we're, we're not really supposed to reveal our votes. Are they supposed to? Are off-field things like vaccination status supposed to factor in, or are there no guidelines for that? There's no guidelines. Uh, you know, we are told to pick the guy who we think is the most valuable to his team. And, and um, you know, I, I don't think it says anywhere, you know, strictly on the field. Uh, although I do think he hurt his team on the field, uh, you know, by, by the way he acted off the field. Uh, you know, I mean, they're going to get the number one seed anyway. But what if the difference had come down to uh, to the Chiefs game, you know, where he lied about being vaccinated and, and, and you know, ended up not playing and they got beat. So uh, I think all these things should be considerations that's the way i look at it he ruined the entire off season for that football team they were left in jeopardy they had no idea what they were doing 
Um, uh, a, a lot of the off-the-field stuff was wasted because he wasn't there. He tortured his fan base, um, uh, and he's and he's getting ready. He's already started doing it again. Oh, he, so, you know, so, he, so he couldn't have won the MVP before the season for you? For me? No. Yeah, no. I, I just think that, that the way he's carried himself is inappropriate. It's inappropriate, Banky. It's inappropriate. Wow. There's so much. What's crazy is there's so much to unpack. And, and the one thing so he said that is true. Unpack. I know. Okay. And I've said this, and I'm a little bit hurt by it, but I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he it deserves right, the MVP. Right. There's two, right. two, three things. So, so he did torture his fan base. Okay, that's the only thing I'm gonna say the guy got right. That's literally the this only is literally thing why I wanted to play the whole thing because he, I wanted to get your response to that. He did torture the fan base, right? He he used us as collateral damage to help himself. Now, do I hate on that? And did that affect the MVP? No, no. I'm like a little bit butthurt by yes. it. I'm a huge Packer fan that's a little bit butthurt by it, but I'm going to be okay right. if he wins a Super Bowl and he is the MVP. Okay, but the two things are, <laughs> Hub, if you're not allowed to say who you are voting for, you're not allowed to say who you aren't voting for, you fucking moron. The second thing is, anybody... Who puts Cooper Cup? Even Cooper Cup is surprised he's in the conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Cooper <laughs> Cup! Cooper Cup! Are you kidding me with Cooper Cup? Cooper <laughs> You you should get not get the vote just because of Cooper Cup! You you're what? Oh my god. That's so wow. great. I didn't even expect that, but that's wonderful. Oh my god. I mean, to me it Everything you just said, yes. And what's fascinating to me, so obviously for those of you who maybe haven't seen yet, Aaron Rodgers was asked about this this afternoon, and he literally called Hub a bum. See, he he's is. an absolute bum. I think he's an idiot more than a bum. But, but... But, but then there was something interesting I found, that like Aaron then went on to say that, you know, if you want to he, – he's clearly doesn't – he doesn't know me. He's never talked to me, blah, 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 blah. But then said he's upset or he just thinks that I'm not vaccinated and therefore doesn't think I should get the MVP. Hub never mentions vaccination in that clip that we just played. He's never mentioned it anywhere that I can find publicly. In fact, in that clip, he literally yeah. says and he lays out the reasons that, well, he literally confirms that he came into the season. When everyone thought that Aaron was vaccinated, that there's no way that I'm giving this vote to Aaron Rodgers. So for then for Aaron to then turn around and say, well, he's just doing it because I'm unvaccinated. Come on, Aaron, buddy. Come on. Be better than that. Rise above it. I'm like, you can call him a bum, and I get that, and I 100% support that terminology. Yeah. But it's got nothing to do with it. And here's the worst part of it. So Aaron Rodgers has been on Pat McAfee, been with us in the media. His State Farm ads are airing every single week, a million times every fucking game. And he's still on McAfee claiming, oh, uh, the woke mob's after me. Cancel culture's coming for me. How is he canceled in any way, shape, or form? He's not. No. But someone like Hub gives him ammunition. Yep. This persecution complex. Now he gets a little more fuel full of fire. Like, oh, they're yep. all coming for me. Yeah. But again, to turn it around, Aaron, 
He didn't say a word about vaccination. He literally said, you were persona non grata coming into the season after all of the drama that, by the way, you created. You dropped the bomb on draft night. Yep. So, again, again. Created and then, created and then, and then, not to hate on Aaron Rodgers, but created and then did not take accountability. So he had the greatest press conference of his career when he came back. I loved it, but he did not take accountability for the fact that he wasted our lives the entire freaking offseason with nonsense. You know, like, it's one thing, and here's where, and people say, oh, well, if you didn't get, like, Aaron Rodgers can live his life and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that's fine, and that's great and true, right? He went off to Hawaii and lived his life, and God bless yep. him for it. But you cannot lean into the fact that, hey, you know, I showed up at a Packers bar in Paris at midnight or in the middle of the night or whatever, and everyone freaked out, and everyone was, like, so happy to see me, and they were, like com- completely blew their minds that I was there. Or show up here in New York, kettle of fish on draft night. Remember, we were doing a live draft stream in the studio here in New York. And we got a text, oh, Rogers is that kettle of fish. And we're like, that's insane. And people lost their minds, right? Yep. Because we love the Packers. And you're the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. You cannot take all of that goodwill and then just dismiss it when necessary. Yeah. And then just completely take it for granted when necessary without it being noted. Now, can you do it? Yep. 100%. Yeah, he can do it, life. and he's Go proved ahead. that there are you no real it, consequences. And he's right? shown yeah. <laughs> you can do it. But those of us who are paying attention, we remember. The North remembers. Everyone else talking about he's the king of the North. Let's do another Game of Thrones analogy. The North remembers. But here's it's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. thing. Here's the thing, though. After saying all of that, Aaron Rodgers, one million hundred percent, deserves to win the MVP. The, the MVP, NFL. and no one, no, you cannot That's change my mind. I don't care about all that shit we just said. Aaron Rodgers no. is the MVP when of the it comes NFL, to his and play that's on the bullshit. Field. But is, that's thing. bullshit. Yeah. But this is what I always talk about, and I've talked about for fucking. It feels like forever, at least a decade. You can search on Cheesehead TV right now. Go ahead and do it for any mention of Aaron Rodgers and his family and the drama that has been pumped up ad nauseum for 10 plus years. You won't find it. Nope. I've consistently said that is out of bounds. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about whatever relationship he has with his family. I've never given a shit about who he's dated. And I sure as shit don't care about whether he's vaccinated or not. That is his choice. I do not care. I do care. He misled people about it and or lied yep. about it. I do care about what you're talking about, Corey. The fact that he following takes the rules. Granted. Yep. Yep. He absolutely he, like I care about that, but I don't like anything that happens outside the football field and about the his job as the, you know, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers face of the franchise. I simply do not give a shit. And it absolutely shocks me. That hub sits there and says, oh, I came into the year knowing I was never going to vote for him. What? 
He should absolutely be stripped of his right to vote. One yeah, hundred percent. Because he's not. One he's like it's like percent. when the judge asks you at the jury, like, "Hey, this guy is on trial for murder. Can you put aside your things?" Right. La la la. Your, Hub yours. answered the question, "No, I can't." Like, and they still nope. gave him a vote. <laughs> they were still allowed on the jury. Exactly. Like, are you able to, uh, you know, understand that uh, this man is uh, on trial for murder? Yep. No problem. So before but, uh, we move on to Kurt Benker, Mike Witt asked a question earlier I was waiting to ask, and we won't ask it in social. He basically says rank uh, worst worst of worst worst three, okay? So he's got Paul Allen, oh, Hub Arkush, oh, and Bob McGinn. So I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Paul Allen number one, Hub Hub number two, and uh, Bob McGinn number three. Totally. What do you got, Nagler? Uh, I think that's pretty easy. I, I don't think okay, there's any yeah. question there. Yeah, I don't yeah. I, I think that's, but let's let's I talk mean, about some good let's talk about some good stuff now. You got yeah, some good stuff. Some in good. The let's, we talked about Hub. We talked about the nonsense. Let's talk about Kurt Benkert showing up last night at Titletown with destroying a this YouTuber awesome. to host a football skills event at Titletown. And hey, shout out to Cassidy Hill from PackersNews.com for this footage. This is ripped right off their site. That's literally Kurt Benkert with like three hundred people. And there's Eric Stokes. And NVS apparently showed up as well. They literally just did this. She put out the call basically on social media. Yeah, that was cool. apparently a last minute or last minute, like a couple hours before they had to change venues. Kurt basically saying, just let's go to Titletown. And they showed up and like all these basically kids showed up and they did a bunch of football stuff. I mean, that's so fucking cool. And I know des- the destroying is a former punter in the uh, in college and he's a YouTuber now. He took on the NCAA back in the day about being able to kind of monetize and profit off his YouTube channel. I love this. I just love that Kurt did this. Um, I got to admit, when I first saw the tweet, I was like, oh, God, what is this? Like, why yeah. are you out there? He was like, Kobe's can I have a high school? Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, no. But I got to admit, when I kind of saw the vibe and saw like, the kids being so excited and the other teammates coming out, it's so organic and fucking cool, man. I, I don't know. I, I It won me over. I literally was sitting here, like, judging it, and then I thought, why are you being such a dick? Like, I thought it was really cool, ultimately. I mean, all those kids. You saw him interacting with all those young Packers fans. I mean, you talk about yeah, football, right? Football. This sport yep. that is obviously number one in America, but doesn't mean it always will be. You got this guy coming out and, you know, talking to another generation who clearly come to football through YouTube through the internet, what have you, man, that's awesome. I love that. I just love it. Thought it was totally cool. All right, let's let's take some uh, let's take some super chats. Okay, and go ahead and give chats. me uh, give me the first uh, ones we got. Supers, uh, Jeremy. I'll make sure I'm I'm following along. Uh, I think the first one is from uh, Luke Carnes. Luke, uh, where did I, where where did he? Uh, thank you. Thank you for being the best Packer fan site over the years. I can't say enough for the happy hour and these shows. I don't have my uh, my social all the way, so I can't read his entire super chat. So I'll have to read it. Thank you, Luke. Uh, Thank you. Then Luke. I think I got Michael M next. Is that my next one? Yeah, coach hasn't had much luck challenging plays. Do you think he is less aggressive with those come playoffs, or who needs timeouts? Winfrey Carr. No, thanks, Michael. No, we know we know he'll just keep challenging. And yes, Winfrey did catch it, but it kind of points to like it doesn't. It's kind of you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because like it's clear that Winfrey caught that, and it still didn't get overturned. So I think he's going to keep challenging. 
Uh, oh, and then I, of course, decided to <laughs> keep gaming. Should I get a Dylan jersey or a Douglas jersey? Yes. Get a Dylan jersey. You want a Dylan jersey. <laughs> Dylan jersey. I mean, Douglas, great story. Love him. Who knows if he's here next year? We'll see. True. All right. Then we got uh, – what's the next one? Michael, doesn't the Preston tweet sentiment apply to Rogers' situation too? Seem to recall a lot of people writing him, and I can't read the rest because I, I don't have my – Writing him off? Um, yeah. Maybe. A little bit. I think there were certainly Packers fans who were like, oh – um, a very small minority of Packers fans who were like, oh, let's just move on. But I will say for myself, I came to the point where I didn't give a shit what happened. I just wanted a resolution. And I think I reached that point three days after the draft. So uh, I don't know if it was so much people like, oh, Rodgers is over, because especially since he was coming off an MVP season, I don't think anybody thought Rodgers couldn't play anymore. So I think that's a little different. Then we got Mark. Tell me why that guy with the Rams is better than Clark, because I don't buy it. Because you're right, because you're smart. Man, come on now. <laughs> then we got, thanks to the Super Chat. Uh, seems like Banky has been salty towards Rodgers this year. From Ooh, salty. Rodgers, you've been salty so towards Rodgers. I'm salty. I'm no, I mean, I said yeah, I said it in I said it in my I said it in my rant. I said it in the beginning of transplants. I got over it, um, but clearly I haven't. Uh, me like Rogers, I I tend to keep chips that are on my shoulder and I keep them for a long time. I love QB one. I, I got his report. back. I got his back, and uh, I'm a huge fan. And I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, and sure. I think he's been an incredible um, light positive. Uh, presence uh, for the Green Bay Packers and uh, everything that he's done for the Green Bay Packers. And I'll never, that'll never go away. He won a Super Bowl with Green Bay Packers. But, you know, I, I am, uh, I, I'm just, he said one thing in a press conference, which I know is hard to hold people to, but, it, you know, he, he said a thing that I don't think is true about he did not say, he did not leak, or he has been told by his representatives that he did not leak. And I'm just holding his feet to the fire to that one thing, and I'm not letting go because I'm a terrier. So there you go. <laughs> Fair um, point. Uh, then we got Michael. Well, that M. You know, it's one thing. Wait a second. One thing. I think it's two things. It's that what you just said, <laughs> and it's also Green Bay not being a vacation destination. Oh yeah, and I think that Aaron Rodgers Green Bay is vacation destination. Too. Okay, right, that's going to say that. That, that though, that's well. that's just like him being so like conceited that he just doesn't realize, and that's okay. I can for, I can forgive. Look, I can forgive him for being conceited. That's fine. That he's got to. He's got to right. be confident. He needs. He yeah. needs that. Yeah, uh, then we great. got another one. Of course, like I go to the chat, and now I can't read all of them. So we got Michael M. What is your favorite postseason memory, and why is it this year when we go win the whole damn thing? Go to playoffs, and then I can't read. Come on, Michael. Uh, Let's go, go Michael. Bowl. That's win. what I'm talking about. Thank you about. for the super chat. That's what Appreciate I'm talking it. about, Michael. Um, what, my, what's your favorite memory? What's your favorite postseason memory? That's a really good question. I got to say, I, will, I'm, I can't lie. It was when I was in overflow for uh, the press at the NFC Championship game in Chicago, and B.J. Raji intercepted the pass and ran it back for a touchdown. Mm, that was a and great I legit, one. It's the only time I've ever had to get up and run out of the press box or the press area because I went, I ran down the hall and gave out a, like a big yell. 
because I was so happy. Mm. It's the only time I ever broke, basically, in the press box. It's the only time. I think that's probably uh, my favorite post piece of memory. I think for me, it's actually, I, I know this is going to be a little, it's not a postseason memory, but it really is because it denotes the, really the first time in a long time the Green Bay Packers had achieved postseason success and about to be, go into the postseason. And it was the game where Yancey Thigpen dropped the ball. And yes. um, what's so important that about game, that game you? was I was at that game, so it was like one of these game-changing games for me. And it was the first time that Reggie actually addressed each side of the stadium personally after the game. And it's just like this incredible moment in Packers history um, for so many reasons. And it's, it's, it's this penultimate, it's almost like a fulcrum moment where like right. that moment happens. Here they everything come. Everything since yep. that moment has happened yep. because of that moment. And so right. that's, uh, that's what it is for me. Uh, then we got Andrew's paradise. Uh, I would rather be the only towel boy in the Greek Navy than be a bears writer. All right. I mean, that's super hyper-specific, <laughs> so maybe Andrew's, that's amazing. Par- Andrew's Paradise really wanted to be uh, a Talboy in the Greek Navy for some reason. Then we got Johnny <laughs> Rivers. Johnny, these journos are the ones that justify robbing Sterling Sharp of his immortality because he was a, quote, jerk to them. We suffer Good. these dorks who lures, lose their shit when they can't malign with impunity. Ooh, yep. I like that. Something name. Corey's talked about for a long time. Like the lens that. gets trained on the media and all of a sudden, the rules change. Yeah, that's why it's like you know, you want to dish out, you better be ready to take it. We also talk about this with Bob McGinn all the time. You want to talk about like guys stillborn babies in your end of your grades, but you get so affronted when we talk about what a jerk when you are. When someone says you're like, senile on a podcast because you right, and yeah. then you 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 take it upon yourself to ridicule them and whatever, like. Welcome. Yeah, you ridicule Welcome. bloggers All and then you become a blogger, you hypocrite. Right? <laughs> like, the walls are down. The walls are down. So to this point, a billion percent, Sterling Sharp, and guys have said it, point blank admitted, because of Sterling's attitude when he was a player, they have held that against him, which is fucking ridiculous. Of course. I agree. Then we got, uh, I think the next one is Loi Tomaki. Can we get a, this little piggy is going to the Super Bowl Cheesehead TV shirt? <laughs> uh, I don't oh, know about a, this little piggy, but we'll definitely have some kind of Cheesehead TV Super merch uh, if and when that happens. No doubt. Tron God 714, thank you for the two super stickers. Appreciate that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, even though uh, I didn't read his uh, super chat very well, we got Luke again with a cheers. Uh, appreciate you, Luke. Thanks Thank for all you, your Luke. support of Cheesehead TV. Huge Patreon supporter. Um, appreciate Absolutely. that. And uh, that's where we are, Nagler. Oh, there's hey, one more. Speaking there's of Patreon. More. There's one more. There's, oh, one, there's one, one more. There's one more. There's one more. What do we got? Oh, no, maybe there's not. Psych. Jeremy lied to me. There Jeremy is not. Jeremy lied to me. Well, let's it's talk fine. about Patreon for a second. Yeah, let's do Our it. Our Patreon members are the lifeblood of Cheesehead TV. Had a great happy hour the other day. Uh, had a great meetup at the stadium for the Bears game. I can't thank you enough. Because obviously Luke is here and there are plenty of other uh, Patreons who tune in each and every week. You guys really are the backbone of what we do. We thank you so much for your support. Um, if you want to get involved and support Cheesehead TV, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash cheesehead TV. 
All we ask is $5 a month. It supports everything we do across the brand. We really, really greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Corey, you got anything else before we head out tonight? No, let's win this game. Let's get Jordan Love three touchdowns. Let's get uh, Taylor a touchdown. About. Let's get uh, let's get it going and uh, go. let's finish Juwan up this Winfrey. Let's get Juwan Winfrey season. on up. Juwan Winfrey, let's do it. Around. That's what I'm in. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. What do we like to do? Put the best what out there. Come on, Nagler, help me out. Best five, all right? Best five.